Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by millions, James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by millions, Steve Dash Rinko Lieber. Oh, hello, viewers. I am Steve Olivas. Now, some people... <laughs> some people... I'm sorry, I'm so excited about being myself, as you can well imagine, looking at all of the beauty that is me. You may say, are you like Zorro? And I say, no, my name starts with an O. You can call me Oro, which in Spanish means gold. And that's what you have. The podcast that you are with today is gold, man. It is wrong and wronger. And you have to trill the R's like when you say Breakwell and James, man. Man, how are you doing tonight? I slipped out of the frame for a second, and I'm confident that was going to be the best part of the podcast, just the part where I was completely <laughs> separate from you. What? I don't even know what you're talking about, but who would tr- where'd you get I knocked sword? my phone over. Who trusts, you? who trusts you with sharp objects? Where did that come from? <laughs> so I went into the kitchen, and I said to my wife, I grabbed a steak knife, and I started doing a little sword play. And uh, not in the weird way. And she said, do you want a real sword? And I said, well, who has a real sword? And she said, I got two. And I said, who were you before I met you? My God. And she has this one, and she has one that looks even more medieval than this, if you can believe that. But I I don't know what the backstory is, but it probably ends tragically for an ex-boyfriend. But it opened the door for me, so what are you going to do? How many years have you been married? 27. And in 27 years, she never one time has mentioned that she owns two swords. No, and I've never seen them. So she went (laughs) digging around in the garage, and she said, well, I can't get to them by myself. So I started moving stuff, and I'm like, what in the... This is like an ornate, like a, a military sword from, like, Knights of the Round Table era. I think I think you've just found her alternative to divorce right there. <laughs> That's why you got to make this marriage work. Wow. <clears throat> well, speaking of making things work, I'm as jacked up on cold medicine as you can imagine. Just to get through, because the show must go on, and you've stumbled upon the show, the podcast, Wrong and Wronger, where we discuss things that mean nothing to nobody but have a tremendous impact deep in the hearts of all seven of our fans. James... <laughs> We got a Father's Day summertime theme cooking today. What are we going to discuss today? Uh, We're doing gas versus charcoal grills, and we both thought we had done this debate already. We can't (laughs) find it anywhere, so maybe we haven't. So it's possible we're senile and arguing this for the second time. It's equally possible that we're just going to have a weird sense of deja vu that's totally unjustified. But this is happening. There's no stopping us. All right, hold on. I have the Guam Quarter of Fate in my pocket, so I didn't misplace it this week. All right. So, oh, we have to give each other compliments before we can possibly flip the Guam quarter of fate and decide who's going to debate which topic or which side. All right, I would, uh, <laughs> I would like to, I would like to start. I will, I will willingly go. I have been listening to your other podcast. <laughs> it's not willingly; it's what we got to do. Okay, I will reluctantly and with oh. a great sense of obligation give you a compliment. <laughs> 
I would like to compliment you for vicariously living through better people than you. I've been listening to your other podcasts, and like every childhood dream you've had, you go and you listen to. I like you. You have them as guests. They're all they're all hairband rockers or doctors. Those are like the two categories. And every once in a while, you get like a secret agent type person or a criminal. It's like all the variations of your alter ego. So you know what? As far as midlife crises go, this is probably the safest and cheapest way to have one. So congrats for finding that outlet. That way your wife doesn't have to use that sword on you. James, and I want to compliment you on absolute consistency because it doesn't matter who the band is. I say to you, hey, have you ever heard of such and such band? And you're like, yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. And it doesn't matter how big the band is. I can say the Beatles, the Rolling Stones. You're like, I, I, I'm into boy, I don't know. Are you into like Air Supply or NSYNC? Or like, well, who are you into? Who did you listen to in high school? Uh, I, you know what? There's no answer to this. It's not going to end in ridicule for me, so I'm going to take a pass on that. <laughs> well, the drummer for Tesla is coming up, and as we were rapping, now he lives not near me. He lives about a half an hour from me, and he said, hey, I'm having a big 4th of July party. Do you want to come out? Mm. And I said, Troy, do not dangle that thing in front of me because I will take you up on it, and I will show up at your house. He said, there's some people coming that I think you're going to be pretty excited to meet, <laughs> and then I will be there. We actually, my wife changed plans for our vacation so we can go to this guy's uh, 4th of July party. Wow. I'm like, I'm getting sweaty just talking about it. This is Tesla, man. <laughs> This is and have you heard of Tesla? No, but I'll tell you what I have heard of. I've heard of you, and you're going to go there, and you are going to get banned from every music circle in Nashville. <laughs> this party's where they all intersect, and this is the point where you get blacklisted, and they're just done having contact with you. And I think it's good and efficient for you to get that all done at once. Why string it out, ruining your oppression of other people one person at a time when you can humiliate yourself all at once? I hope it's a pool party. I hope you wear your Speedo, and I just hope you're yourself. <laughs> I said to my wife, you probably like that I get you into this kind of event, right? And she said, maybe, but I'm the one that's going to get you invited a second time. <laughs> I said, all right, fair enough. I don't disagree. But yes, you are you. It doesn't matter who I say, how excited I am. You're like, I have no idea. So, all right, that's just Breakwell at his finest. All right. So now that the obligatory compliments what? have been pushed to the side with a front end Wait, loader, wait, you, you saying what? I don't know who your bands are, that was your compliment to me? No, that you're consistent. <laughs> I know what to expect from James Frankwell. You always talk I... about how I'm on time every yeah. day. That when we are going to go, I am wheels up at 8 o'clock, or 9 o'clock for you. If we're recording at 9 o'clock, we are wheels up at 9 o'clock. And I know with absolute certainty, I interview a guy from White Snake. White Snake! And you have no idea who I'm talking about. You it's, know, it's, it's actually, I'm, I'm getting like rage, <laughs> like veins sticking out of my back right now. I, I have heard of these bands. I just can't name a single song from any of them. That's, I will give you that much. I can't name anyone in the band. I can't say when they were active. I can't say if they're living or dead. But have I heard the name White Snake? Yes. Yes, I have. <laughs> it just it fills me with sorrow. And that's why I'm so angry. I just want to take your parents and grab them by the shoulders and shake them and say, what did we do wrong here? What bad choices did we make that your son doesn't know Night Ranger? Like, how does that happen? We're flying somewhere to see Night Ranger because the keyboard player invited me backstage to meet the rest of the band. Like, this is a big deal for me. 
<laughs> I know it is. And the fact that you get excited just, just fills me with, I don't even know what emotion. <laughs> that, that German word I could never, never pronounce where you just talk about. <laughs> Schadenfreude. Yes, yes. You, I, this course, the psychologist knows that word. Because <laughs> it has Freud in it. All right. Well, we've burned up over half of our time. (laughs) And if there's one thing we've learned is we can burn time. Let's at least get to the debate before you roll the dice. What shall the two sides of the Guam quarter represent for you today, James Breakwell? Heads, gas, tails, charcoal. Fair enough. Heads, gas, tails, charcoal. It is up and down. And it, it, ooh, it is, ow, tails today. I have a bruise on my hand. (laughs) I didn't even know it was there that hurt. It is tails. You have charcoal. Well, that's good because grilling with gas gets it done. It gets it, it gets the food hot. It gets it ready to eat. It does nothing whatsoever for the flavor. It tastes just like you cook it in the oven. Charcoal adds flavor. Yes, it takes a little more time. Yes, it takes a little more skill, but it is worth it. And if you do a blind taste test of burgers, brats, whatever, and you compare gas cooked to charcoal cooked, there's no comparison. Charcoal cooked will taste better every time. People only do gas because it's faster and easier, not because of the flavor. And if we can agree that flavor is the ultimate goal of grilling, then charcoal is the way to go. I mean, there's not even a comparison. You get the, you get the, the briquettes to just the... Come on, okay. Steve. Come on. Okay. I'm all right. <laughs> if you keel over dead in this podcast, I'm just going to declare victory. I win by default. And we will record the whole 15 minutes. Just be me sitting here looking smug and you sitting there looking dead. And it'll be our highest rated podcast ever. Wronger at Bernie's, we'll call it. If you came all the way to my house and I served you meat off a gas grill, you would be insulted. Because if you made that kind of trip, you would expect the extra flavor. It's the stepping stone to smokers and all those other things. I mean, if you're going to cook it on a gas grill, why not just cook it in your microwave? There's no difference. And that's my final word. What are you doing? What are you doing? I've been to your house twice for dinner, and we had takeout pizza both times. Like You don't deserve a home-cooked meal. (laughs) Any kind of surface would have been an upgrade. It would have showed you cared, James Breakwell. Although I don't think you accepted money from me for the last I, one. You came in the winter after dark. You think I'm going to go out there and grill burgers for you? <laughs> the first time, it was summer because there was a bad thunderstorm happening when I showed up at your house. I'm sorry I didn't grill food for you in a thunderstorm. <laughs> the point is, you are a takeout pizza box macaroni and cheese guy. What are you talking about, grilling? And the other thing, Fast and Easy, that's my middle name, man. Fast and Easy is my bread and butter, James. But I'll tell you this. See, you didn't grow up in the 70s before, like, uh, they had really perfected lighter fluid. They had these weird, it looked like a, a wire loop on a stimulator, and you would put that thing in the middle of a big charcoal pile and wait six days. For the charcoal to finally get going enough to where you could cook over it. And then what would happen is the meat would start dripping juice into the charcoal and you would have like O.J. Simpson in the towering inferno going on. You would melt all the siding off of your house. Like gas is fully controlled. It is like an outdoor oven. You can cook the meat exactly how you want it. And everyone gives me crap about putting ketchup on steak. They're like, oh, steak has its own flavor. Steak has Well, if steak has its own flavor, then gas shouldn't make or break steak. Charcoal shouldn't make or break steak. A hamburger is going to taste like a hamburger no matter what you do to it. Plus, they make those little um, 
like a little mesquite chips, little wood chips you can toss into the fake coals, the ceramic coals you have in the gas, add a little succulent flavor if you want, but there's nothing better than being able to fire that thing up cooking and getting back inside in 15 minutes. You have espoused the virtues of never stepping outside your house. This works to your advantage, James. You don't have to step outside for more than a few minutes at a time. You got a fully cooked meal. Or you just pick up the phone because Olivas is coming over. We can drop 23 bucks, get a pizza show up at our front door. But that's, I, I, I can't even summarize all. There's too many arguments, and I'm going to win again this week. First of all, that pizza was way more than $23. I spent entirely too much <laughs> on you. I should have got did you. Did I even offer you money for no, it? No, I, 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 I wouldn't have taken it. Your money's no good here. Then you'll just keep coming back, and I don't want to encourage that. I want you to feel like you're an obligation that we don't want, and then you leave, and then we're okay. So if I'm going to go through the trouble of, of grilling, I'm going to grill right. I mean, it's an event. I'm a man. If I get out there, I want to enjoy the fire. It's not a it's not a quick experience. I don't want it to be over and done. I want to sit out there and have a beer and watch the flames and ponder the meaning of life. That's just how you do it. And now charcoal, the most important thing about charcoal, I've got four kids. I can't afford to die when I'm grilling. And charcoal is safe. As long as you're responsible with the lighter fluid, just one or two squirts and light it up, it's perfectly safe. Don't pull this Homer Simpson where you squirt the whole bottle on there and the flames are from space you can see him from space and that's a reference you don't get but i know i've seen that episode a thousand I, times how dare you <laughs> did you get the weekend at bernie's reference from yes, a few minutes ago yes i have not oh, i have not God. seen the movie okay. i know what the movie's about though it's on my list of 80s movies to watch believe it or not how have you not seen my wife movie? and i it's our bonding activity we work our way through these 80s movies because we're good people it's a, I should, oh. Yeah, and I, I just do it just do it to bother you, though, because i got to put that one off till the future. <laughs> I'm going to have that be the last one I watch. But gas is dangerous. Like, you can't really tell how much is left in the tank, first of all. That part's just annoying. I have, for previous Christmases, gotten, like, the pressure gauge where you can see how much is on there. All it did was oh. cause a leak. Like, you could, it was never accurate. <laughs> and it always, always, always runs out when you're in the middle of grilling <clears throat> something. you got six or eight things on the grill, and all of a sudden it dies, and you got to drive to the store, and the automatic exchange never works and you got to walk in to get it and then you walk in with your propane tank and they say no you can't bring it inside because it's basically a bomb so you got to stand out there until some 16 year old with keys comes out to swap it out then drive back home and hook it back up and then finish your meat which has been sitting there for 20 minutes on the grill not cooking with charcoal you know whether or not you have charcoal you look in the bag is there charcoal yes or no you know instantly with gas you don't know till it runs out and it drives me crazy every time you're playing russian roulette on top of that there are so many safety rules for that propane tank you can't stick it in a shed you can't you know you don't want to set it on a metal surface you got to be careful about putting it in your trunk and on top of that i know stories of of propane tanks that have exploded and killed people like i what i don't want to make this too you dark too much YouTube. no no this is this is somebody uh my father you know what i'm not even gonna go down that story because this is gonna bring a bummer to this whole comedy podcast but those things <laughs> right. kill people and i know this firsthand they, kill? They, they can explode in freak circumstances <laughs> they do and that's why everybody's so careful about what you do with that and i don't know about you steve but i like my dinner without a side of death i would like to survive <laughs> so i'm gonna drink my beer i'm gonna cook with my nice slow charcoal and i am going to enjoy flavor and life and you just go ahead and risk everything and run out of gas or maybe blow up who knows nobody cares what happens to you and that's the difference between you and me 
You could run to the store in Topeka and get back in the time that it would take those charcoal briquettes to get going. <laughs> so the fact that you may run out once in a while, I think, is a flat argument. But roll the dice. we got to get out of here. Oh, These nice goodness. people, all seven of them, they got something better to do. Well, I am on a two-week winning streak, and this week I was gifted with coal by the dice. Ho, 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 ho. I won last Oh, wait, wait, wait. You did? Oh, my God. Are we going to count that as a win? Are we going what? to count that as a win? Four How votes. How else can you count Four me getting more votes, votes. than you? It is, that is way within the margin of error. So first of all, first of all, we don't even know the exact number. We have to divide it out by percentages because both Twitter and Facebook are ridiculous. And a percentage right. on Twitter is much bigger than a percentage on Facebook. You are within the margin of error for four. You cannot claim that as a victory. Eight votes, I'll give it to you. Four votes, that four votes is nothing. That's a statistical draw. That's wow. a That's a recount. I'm sorry. I thought there were certain rules within which we agreed to operate with we this show. We agreed and to nothing. There's, there's oh, nothing in writing. That. There's not even a handshake agreement on this. We can't even we make eye contact. We need a Sheldon contact. Cooper. We need a co-host agreement is what we need. We do. We do. God, you, right. do you get that reference? That's I, a current reference. I, I'm assuming you I, have a television. I watched that all the way through to the end of the series, and after the finale, I canceled cable. That's how dedicated I was to that Ooh, show. Oh, nice. All right. I'll right. give you a pass on that one. Very good. All right. I'm going to roll. So if you want to vote for charcoal and flavor and happiness and life, vote for 29. <laughs> if you want to vote for the guy who burns his steak and puts ketchup on him, vote for the number six. And if you want to throw your vote away because you just pick randomly, vote for 80. <laughs> 80. All right. So the number six, it's just a single digit that you have to remember this week. And that's really all I have to win by in order to claim victory, <laughs> because that means I win. The first person across the line at the Boston Marathon, it doesn't matter if someone is a half second behind them, they still win. And that's the way we operate here in Wrong and Wronger. And that's the way that you vote me into the winner's circle every week. So until next week. This is Steve Olivas, the straight blade, for James Breakwell, the exploding unicorn, saying thanks for watching, thanks for listening, and as always, remember, two wrongs can make a right.